0: The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment.
1: We are back. We're so good to have you on board. Skulls here along with Leora Samfiru and... Uh... To Mark Tamarkin, LLP. That is the name of the firm and uh, positive reviews are plenty on Google. You can check that out if you're ever in doubt. If you have been for the last 10 years, you'd know otherwise. That's why we're still going strong with this radio show and our TV shows as well. But you want to reach out to Leor and the team anytime. Have that uh, personal conversation. They're always encouraging you to do so. Don't even hesitate. one 855 821 5,900. It's crazy times in the world of employment. So you got to have your ducks in a row. You got to be aware of all the employment rights available to you. And that's why we pull back the curtain on this show every day, every night uh, for the last decade and educating you in that regard. Email is uh, help at employmentlawyer.ca. We'll get to answering recent questions Lior got from his clients about termination and severance. That is on the way in just a wee bit in between that and your phone calls. But we always get warmed up with the case of the day, pal. What do you got cooking today?
2: I am so glad to be here. Not always here on a Tuesday, but this Tuesday, I can't wait to answer questions. So if you uh, haven't heard me before, hey, I'm glad to be here. I want to answer your questions. I want to talk to you about your workplace rights, whatever your situation is. Chances are there's a solution, probably a very good solution to your problem that provides you some comfort, that gives you options. And it starts by making this phone call so that you can understand what your rights are. Whether you lost your job or worried about your job security, maybe your boss is doing something you're not too, uh, too afraid of or you're not too familiar with. Maybe there's an ultimatum. How do you respond to that? Should you even respond? Well, call us right now. We can talk about that. And, of course, to continue the conversation beyond this uh, radio show, you can always reach me in the office, phone or email. We'll give you that contact information throughout the show. But case of the day, let me tell you about a particular case. And, John, I've said often that when people call me, they don't necessarily know or appreciate the extent of their rights. They may call me mm-hmm. because they think they may be uh, owed something, not realizing that there's a potentially much bigger issue. So the case I'm going to tell you today was a, a great example of that. The person that called me uh, was upset because when he was let go, his boss told him, listen, we're going to do restructuring and cost cutting. So because of that, we have to let you go. But he found out that not a couple of days later, company hired someone to replace him. So clearly, he was lied to. They're not cutting costs or restructuring. He was replaced. So he was upset. I think I would be. I think you would be too in that situation. And he called me. And he wanted to understand, can they do that? Now, on that issue, the conversation was very short. And the reason for that and the regular... Uh, listeners to our show know this, an employer can let you go for no reason or or bad reason or false reasons, they can do that. As long as they pay you your full severance, they can do that. So uh, that might not be nice what that company did. It's not fair. It's not right. But it's not illegal. They can do that. But here's, John, what I also discovered in talking with this person. I discovered that he was owed 10 months severance. He was offered three. I discovered that he was owed his full bonus for last year, right around ten thousand dollars. I discovered that he's owed his bonus over that ten-month severance period. I discovered that he's owed several thousand dollars for unpaid overtime and about fifteen hundred dollars for unpaid vacation pay. None of those things did he realize he was owed. None of those things did he realize he or did he even call me about? He called me because his boss lied to him about the reason for termination. I'm glad that he did. So frankly, I don't care why you call me. Just call me if there's an employment issue because you may have rights that are far greater than you realize. You may have entitlements from places you didn't even necessarily know existed. I'm glad he called me. If anything happens to you, certainly if you lose your job, we have to make sure you get what you are owed. You have significant entitlements. Always happy to talk.
1: How many times have you had that phone call though from someone you know they just lost their job and it's not the it's not the fact that they're getting one percent of the severance they should get their eyes aren't focused on that they're just they're still ticked off that they got let go they're in disbelief that hey I did nothing wrong this this is what I really called about leo and you gotta you gotta kind of miss you know gently massage them in the direction of saying don't worry about that this is where the this is where the gold is right.
2: Well, you know, one of the common things I get calls about or emails about is records of employment. My my employer hasn't given me my record of employment yet. They've let me go and I've been chasing them and I've been wow. asking and they haven't given it to me. And yeah, I get that. You need that to apply for EI. But wait a second. You realize that EI actually may not be relevant right now because you could be owed a year's severance. You're not even going to get EI for a year. So we need to focus on, on certain things. And that's kind of my job to help individuals focus on what the law can do for them, you may not realize what your rights are. You may not. Your employer is not going to tell you, yeah, you know what? How we paid you two weeks severance, you're owed twelve months. They're not going <laughs> to tell you that. Well, it's kind of where I come in.
1: And with that, guys, you can call us. The phone lines are open, 416-870-6400, 416-870-6400. Call us here on air now. want to make you aware uh, as well of pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. If you're not familiar with that particular website, Lior put that together a couple of years ago, a few years ago, and it's all built on educating you when we're not doing the show. And even before you make that phone call, it's free. It's anonymous, called pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. You'll have access to through that severance calculator. You know, we just mentioned a couple times how off putting it can be when you realize how much severance you're actually owed by an ex-employer now. Well, the mystery can be taken out of it by using the severance calculator. It takes about 30 seconds on that website and uh, you'll discover just like 2 million-plus other Canadians have of what they're actually owed. Again, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. Quick break. Get back into it. Your phone calls, 416-870-6400, and lots more. The Employment Law Show just getting warmed up here. Stick around.
0: You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment.
1: Yes, we are back at it here. Colin, in you got time. Lior gets uh, pretty much all the time from his clients. This is basically about termination and severance. And they say, you know, Lior, when you, you give assessments of a person's severance, how accurate is that assessment? Because it's you, know, you can do it so quickly. And is that quote unquote the law? What do you say about that?
2: Yeah, I get that question very often. You know, people ask me, you know, what are my set? What is my severance? How much severance do I get? And well, is that just your opinion or is that the, right. the law? Keep in mind, my opinion is irrelevant. My opinion doesn't matter. I'm not uh, here to give uh, legal uh, opinions. I'm giving legal facts, right? So, no, I don't give opinions. I tell you what the law provides for you. So when I assess your severance, whether it's for six months or 12 months or 24 months, yes, that is what the law provides for you based on 150 plus years of of case law, hundreds and hundreds of, of court decisions throughout the country. That is what the law has been created that's what the law provides for you now there's a distinction of course between your minimum entitlements and your full entitlements who cares about your minimum entitlements you really Mm -hmm. care and you need to know what your full entitlements are so yes when i give you my assessment that's exactly what i do i tell you what your full entitlements are so you can always call me for me to tell you that but you don't even need me to call you to do that to call me to do that it's you could even do it yourself right now Literally, as I'm speaking, you can grab your smartphone and use our sevens calculator at pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. And it's pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. You'll see the sevens calculator tool. You'll answer three questions, and you'll find out whether you get six months, 18 months, any other amount. Easy to use, and yes, that is the law.
1: And you know, it's funny, the follow-up question that sometimes is, yeah, but or you know, you talk about, you know, getting my severance and, and dealing with my ex-employer, but, you know, I'm scared of the whole court thing. I've watched American TV and taking legal action doesn't mean I got to take them to court. That's too scary. That's going to put me off.
2: Yeah, and, and people automatically think that whether speaking to a lawyer or having a lawyer help you pursue your entitlements means you're going to court or taking someone to court. Nonsense, not at all. You have a greater chance of uh, some, you know, of getting hit by lightning, frankly, than uh, going to court. The vast, vast, vast majority of these matters resolve well before we even see court anywhere in the horizon. These mm-hmm. matters, when it comes to severance, losing your job, wrongful dismissal, these matters resolve quickly. Okay, oftentimes a letter, a couple letters from me, two, three weeks. This matter gets resolved. Even a formal legal action has to be taken usually it resolves very quickly. So you never have to be concerned about going to court. You never have to be concerned about that process, the lengthy process that involves going to court. It's just not something that, that happens in almost every wrongful dismissal case. So I don't want you to be afraid of the process. If you have entitlements, if you're owed more than what your employer is doing for you, we can get that resolved it's not going to involve years of fighting it's not going to involve intimidating court proceedings so don't be afraid of the process stand up for your rights in employment law it's not that complicated
1: 416-870-6400 still got lots of time bring on I would love to talk to you tonight so as far as severance is concerned the calculation for those who work in i guess you could say specialized industries not your average uh, you know construction guy or somebody working in retail where there's a lot of jobs how do you how do you deal with that
2: so generally speaking, the harder it is for you to replace your job, the more severance you're gonna be owed, okay? The easier it is for you to replace your job, the less severance you're gonna be owed. So for those individuals that are working in a job that's a very senior job, very difficult to replace, or in an industry that's a specialized one, there's not a lot of jobs out there. You know, I an example, aviation. There's not a ton of aviation jobs out there. You know, as an ex- So if you're working in that industry, it may take you longer to find a job in that industry than in another industry, so that means more severance. Same thing, by the way, if it's a you know in a situation where it's a bad economy, if you're looking for a job during a bad economy, it's that during that time severance is going to be greater than it is in in a good economy. So you know, if there's a lot of talk about going into recession and whether it's going to impact the unemployment rate, if it does, individuals that lose their job are going to get even more severance during that point in time. Uh, than they would otherwise. So all that's just a long way of saying that there's a number of reasons, a number of factors that can significantly increase your severance, your entitlements. That's why you don't accept that severance offer. Get a proper understanding and assessment of what you're owed so that you don't leave any money on the table, money that you're owed and that your family needs.
1: I'll slide over and get a, a quick call in here. We've still got some time, 416-870-6400. Ryan, how are you, fella? I'm great. How about yourself, Beauty? What's uh, what's on your mind today? Uh, question
2: for uh, for the lawyer: um, When when severance is being calculated, uh, do they factor in your total earnings? Meaning, if you earn a salary plus a variable portion through commission, um, what number do they use? If it takes like your total earnings over the past year or two years, how is it calculated?
1: Great question. So yes, it's a
2: great question. Severance does have to include all components of your compensation. So uh, salary, bonus, commission, uh, car allowance, every part of your compensation has to be included, not just your base pay. Now, because if your pay uh, is variable and it changes from month to month, year to year, we would look at an average. If you've been there for a bunch of years, usually we'd look at a three-year average. If you've only been there for two years, for example, we'll just look at a two-year average. So it's an average of of what your earnings are and, and because we think that is the best predictor As to what you would have earned had you continued working there. Now, now that I've said that, one of the things you have to understand is that despite the fact that legally a company is required to do exactly what I said to account for your full compensation, very often they'll they'll conveniently forget about that and try to calculate severance just on the basis of your base salary, your base pay. That is wrong. And that's where I come in to say, no, no, it's not just your base salary. There's other components here. Uh, so Hopefully, that uh, that helps explain how that works, Ryan. That's a very good explanation. Thank you so much for that.
1: Appreciate it. Thanks, Ryan. Anytime you need to uh, reach out to have a further conversation with Leor, or one of his team, you can do so. We always invite you to do uh, to exactly that. 1-855-821-5900. 1-855-821-5900, help at employmentlawyer.ca. If someone say has a contract, prevents them from competing for 12 months from their former employer, Should that be in lockstep with their severance? So should their severance also continue for 12 months?
2: Well, not necessarily exactly. So the fact that you can't compete for 12 months or 24 months or 36 months doesn't mean that's how much severance you're going to get. But it can absolutely be a factor. Uh, So if you have uh, a non-competition obligation that may make it more difficult to find a job because you're Mm -hmm. limited as to where you can work, Well, that's going to increase your severance. It's going to have an impact. It doesn't mean that it's going to be exactly in lockstep, but it's going to be a factor. So remember, anything at all that is going to create it or make it more difficult to find a job, anything that's going to be a hindrance in you finding a job is a legitimate factor to consider when it comes to your severance and can increase that severance. Now, remember, by the way, for most people, non-competition obligations are not enforceable. They're not enforceable because of statute, a statute that the Ontario government has implemented. They're also not enforceable because our courts have said that they don't like them. Uh, but you can't just ignore them. That's a discussion for another day. By the way, another factor, John, that may impact uh, your ability to find another job is your health. Mm, so if you're right. let go and, and you're sick or you're suffering from a disability and because of that, it's going to be more difficult to find another job. It's, it's not easy to look for work if you have a disability, for example. Again, that's going to increase your severance as well. So it's a very long list of things that can actually increase that severance.
1: You mentioned uh, all components of your compensation with Ryan. Say a lot of people out there in sales. I want to talk about what happens to that company card if you get let go. But I want to get uh, Diane on the line here first. Hi, Diana. How are you?
0: I'm very well. How are you?
1: Good. What's on your mind?
0: Well I've got a teenage daughter who's working full time at a uh, national uh, you know well known retailer and she does get benefits although she has been told that in her first year of employment she doesn't get a single vacation day like no vacation in the first year of employment and I'm wondering if that's
2: allowable yeah so so it's allowable in the sense that strictly speaking employees earn vacation in their first year to be taken in the second year now most employers don't follow that and they let you take vacation even in your first year but strictly speaking yes that is that is the correct way that that your your vacation earning time or earning years your first year and then you earn days that you take second year etc so keep in mind she's earning vacation pay as well so let's say she were to quit tomorrow before she took any vacation they'd have to pay her out her But in in terms of taking uh, vacation time, yeah, not fair, not even a nice thing to do, but it is legal.
0: Yeah, it's interesting because, I mean, despite that, you know, she's a young adult, you know, who wants to work for an entire year without a single day off?
2: (laughs) I agree. I don't. And I think most people wouldn't. But again, from a, a law standpoint, again, they can do that. Most employers don't. I can tell you 20 years of doing this. It's rare that I've seen that, but it is legal. Okay. Thank you very
1: much. Thank you, Diane. appreciate uh, your call, 416-870-6400. Hey, Bill, you're up next. How are you?
0: Oh, you have, uh, I, I gave the question, as an
2: employer, yep. what can I do to minimize the severance?
1: Great question. So,
2: very good question and definitely a smart thing to think about as an employer. So, the, the thing that you can do, the best thing, maybe the only thing that you can do, is you can have a proper employment agreement in place with the employee that limits severance. Now, that employment agreement is not easy to draft because our courts have said that unless the employment agreement does A, B, C, and D in a specific order, then it's not going to actually limit severance. And oftentimes I see lawyers trying to draft it properly and making mistakes. So the, the result then is that they're not effectively limiting severance. But if you have an employment agreement that's drafted by someone that knows what he or she is doing, then, yes, you can limit severance in that way. And it could be the difference between paying someone eight weeks severance and paying someone 24 months of severance. But that's the only way to do it, Bill. Thank you.
1: Thank you, Bill. Appreciate that. And by the way, you can reach out to any time to Lior and talk about that further if you're an employer as well before you. That's always great advice, man. Before you hire anybody, get that employment agreement drafted up properly by you, member of your team. It'll save you so much grief going forward, right?
2: You have to. An employment yeah. agreement is such an important document. We, we, I always talk about how important it is for employees. It's equally as important for employers. And You know, too many times I see employment agreements not drafted properly. I've even seen plenty of employment agreements, and I think someone found on Google and figured, hey, yeah, it says employment agreement on top. I'm sure it's good enough. Nonsense. (laughs) It doesn't work that way. It has to be drafted properly. Uh, If you do your homework and have a proper employment agreement for an employer, it can save you a lot of headaches, not to mention a lot of money.
1: Again, we're talking about termination and severance questions you get quite commonly. And I want to bring it back to that that company car because you threw that in with the description for Ryan a short time ago. So if you drive that car, what happens if they let you go? Chances are they're not going to give you the keys. Well, maybe. I don't know. What do you think?
2: <laughs> so if you have a company car, uh, mm-hmm. so strictly speaking, what they have to do is to allow you to keep that car for the severance period. What I mean by that is uh, let's say you're owed 6 months severance. Well, they should be allowing you to keep the car for the six months because it's part of your your compensation. A lot of companies are not going to do that for insurance and liability reasons. So instead of that, they can simply give someone the equivalent dollar amount. So if it costs, I don't know, $500 is an example, a month to lease a similar vehicle, then they could give you $500 a month for the number of months of your severance. Most employers would prefer that. Well... Honestly, most imp- employers are going to try to con- uh, conveniently forget at all about the car. But no, the car, whether it's a car allowance or an actual car that you have, that you drive as part of your job, is h- something that needs to be accounted for when it comes to your severance.
1: Similar question for, uh, you know, superintendents. We've all, you know, you and I both, you know, when you're younger, lived in apartments and the superintendent generally lives on the ground floor in a nice suite, doesn't pay for it, usually part of their perks or compensation. If they lose their gig... They lose the apartment too?
2: So definitely is something that I've seen happen many, many times. Superintendents, yeah. part of their compensation is that apartment. They may not get a lot of money necessarily, a lot of salary, because they get an apartment and there's value to that. So that's part of their compensation. So if an employer lets the superintendent go,es because that apartment is part of the compensation they should be allowed to keep the apartment for the severance period and if they're owed 18 months severance they should be allowed to keep the apartment for 18 months or just like with the car the employer can give the equivalent dollar value so if it if it costs uh two thousand dollars a month to rent a similar apartment then and the employer doesn't want to allow the superintendent to actually keep the apartment well they can just give them the two thousand dollars a month times the number of months of severance so that that superintendent can use to rent another place. But that absolutely is something that has to be accounted for as part of your severance if you're a superintendent.
1: You know, we often talk about on the show that an employer, you know, does not have to pay severance if the employee did something terrible that amounts to just cause. You know, you call it death penalty, the, the relationship, that's, that's what can end it. But if the employer finds out that the employer did something really bad, what does the employer do?
2: So... Obviously, it all depends on what it is that the employee did. If you, if the employer finds out that the employee stole or assaulted someone uh, or committed fraud, they can let that employee go for cause right away. Again, as long as they can prove that the employee did it. Mm-hmm. They don't need to give opportunities. They can just let the employee go. And, in fact, they should let the employee go in that situation. In most cases, that's not what happens. The issue is that the employee may have made a mistake or maybe was late. Maybe they behaved improperly. And it's not legal to let that person go for cause. You can't do that. That's a wrongful dismissal. Instead, that employer should give a warning. Say, you know, here's what you did. We expect you to improve. And then if that happens again, they can do a follow-up warning. And eventually, if there's enough warnings, maybe three or so, that's when the employer can consider a termination for cause. Too often, John, I see employers jumping the gun. The employee is fine, has a clean record, never warned before. They did something wrong. Ah, that's it. Did something wrong. We have cause. Goodbye. No severance. Can't do that. It's reserved for the worst offenders. You have to do the work, build the case, and only then, only then would you be in a position to terminate for cause. If you've been terminated for cause, you want to give me a call as soon as possible, chances are you are still owed your full severance.
1: If you want to leave and get severance, you want to try to do something a little tricky, best of both worlds, can you pull it off? Can you ask to be let go and get severance? Well, you, you only get
2: severance if the employer lets you go. But nothing is wrong to say, listen, employer, you know, you probably don't want me. I, 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 it's not working out maybe. So I'll consider leaving as long as we agree to terms. And oftentimes hmm. the employer may say, okay, you know what, maybe that makes sense to sit down and agree on a separation package. So yes, that is possible.
1: And with that, we are done. we though, continue that conversation with Lior and the team anytime at your leisure. one 821 5900 Help at employmentlawyer.ca. And that website, I'll always go there, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. Employment Law Show.
0: The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. Entertainment.